All right. This is Josh with Bomb Shelter Radio. Um, I'm here with Rebecca Flax. Um, hey, Rebecca. Hey. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Excited cool. to be here. Yeah. So you're gonna do you're you play a show, you're playing a show with us tonight. Um, yeah. A live recording. Um, could you tell us a little bit about um, your your background? Yeah, musically. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I did seven years of classical piano before I ever picked up a guitar, and it sucked, and I hated it. I, there's something about the piano that I just don't get. I appreciate it when other people play it, but I, I can't do it. But then um, I, I only wanted to play guitar, and my dad told me after a year of piano I could do guitar. But seven years later, got my first guitar, and uh, I fell in love with it. My dad made me do classical guitar for three years before I could do anything else because he wanted me to learn theory. He was a professional French horn player for orchestra, so he wanted me to really appreciate classical music. And then I did, I kind of started messing around with um, different tunings and I ended up quitting lessons, um, not because I didn't need them, but because like I just didn't have the time or the money to do it. Um, and I'm still pretty close with my teacher, but we were anyways I figured out he showed me this open tuning one time and then I got obsessed with different tunings so I figured out how to split the guitar into multiple keys and then I figured out how to uh, do I, I have double capos now on my guitars so um, like on some songs I'll have all of the strings capoed and some songs I'll have um, just like the top four strings capoed and then so you can have this natural harmonic sound come through and then uh, you can play melodies with harmonics and it it gives the songs a lot more texture, and I'm really into creating a lot of different textures with sound and making it as cool as possible. I mm-hmm. just love it. I feel like I, I can barely play in standard now. I kind of suck in standard. But, uh, <laughs> That's whatever. interesting. Is yeah. there? I'm not sure. Is there? Is there? Um, is there any artists that influenced you to, yeah. to play like that? Um, there isn't a specific artist that influenced me to play those weird tunings. I just kind of figured it out on my own, but I know there are a lot of artists that do the same thing that I do, I just found it a different way. Um, the biggest musical influences probably right now would be Metric, uh, Warpaint, I love Radiohead, I can't get away from Radiohead, yeah. um, and probably there's this band called Sloth Rust yeah. that is like really hardcore, awesome, female-fronted trio that they're all of the musicians in that band are ridiculous, really? they're so good, yeah. They're just good. Yeah. I noticed that a lot more recently. Or I mean, uh, there's been an evolution over the years. And I mean, you're quite young. How old are you? I'm 20. You're 20, yeah. yeah. And so, I've seen, you know, like, 90s. I mean, I guess early 90s, like hardcore is what I sort of originally, you know, that's sort of was my demographic. And musically, mm-hmm. it was all right. But like nowadays, I do see a bunch of people making hardcore music or quote unquote punk music or whatever. Um, that's more musical. Yeah. And um, I, I really, I really appreciate that sort of that you've sort of embraced that. I mean, what I've heard mm-hmm. of your music so far, it seems like it does uh, kind of go on that more hardcore side. Yeah, I like um, it to be heavy. You like to be heavy, yeah. yeah. Is there um, um, is there any bands? I mean, you, you just listed off a, a bunch of them, but is there any? bands you find yourself coming back to over and over again? Yeah, I think Radiohead is one that I always come back to over and over again. It sounds ridiculous, but one of the first bands that I ever listened to was Dave Matthews' band, uh-huh. and they're like really happy sounding and just 
real, all the musicians are crazy, but I've always wanted to play with their drummer, Carter, because he's insane. Yeah. Like, he's so good. Um, and I always come back to them. The very first song I learned how to play was a John Mayer song. Oh, wow. And because I played a bunch of different John Mayer songs growing up, and, like, when I was first starting to play guitar, just to kind of hear stuff, um, I don't really like any of John Mayer's new stuff, but, uh-huh. like, the old classics. I, I'm, like, a pop person at heart. And yeah. then, uh... When Coldplay's Parachutes album influenced me a lot. Oh, yeah? Yeah, surprisingly. Like, <laughs> I hate Coldplay now. Like, yeah. I think their music is terrible. But uh, when I listened to X and Y, Rush of Blood to the Head, and some of the B-sides to those albums, um, and Parachutes, especially the B-sides to Parachutes, mm-hmm. um, I just thought it was awesome and beautiful. And I don't know what happened to that band, and I feel really bad that they're, they're so bad now. Mm-hmm. I wish they were good, but I think... Their old stuff is great, but I I grew up listening to not very cool bands, very like mainstream, yeah. and then they since they were kind of like the roots of where my musicianship, I keep going back to them. Like uh, a lot of my rhythm is influenced by Radiohead and Dave Matthews because Dave Matthews does a bunch of crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of the tonality is influenced by John Mayer and Coldplay, surprisingly, even though it doesn't really show up anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, some some people have told me I sound like Radiohead, which is cool, but um, it. Most people are like, who do you listen to? Because yeah. uh, I picked up from random pieces, and nobody wants to really listen to Dave Matthews' band anymore. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. Um, so you're kind of going, it seems like, yeah, you're, you're kind of trying to go your own route. Uh, do you play primarily by yourself, or do you have yeah, bands? Yeah, um, I just recently started a band called Young Sirens, mm. and it's based in Atlanta. So I go to school in Atlanta, um, and so I'm there nine months out of the year. Wow. Uh, and then in Memphis, I'm in Small Fires, and right. I play bass for them. And then I do solo stuff a lot in Memphis, and then uh, I have a friend that plays drums for me occasionally, so I've got a few shows lined up with him. Um, are you are you from Memphis? Yeah, born and raised, so I've lived in like the same house my whole life. Oh my goodness. I just wow. went to Atlanta for school. Yeah, and that's recently, so you're still in school. Yeah, I'm going to be a junior next year. Oh, great. Yeah. Wow. So pretty soon you'll be out. Do you, where do you find yourself, where do you think you'll end up? After uh, after school, I want to say something music related, but I'm an economics major, so oh, really? <laughs> I'm probably gonna do something really corporate and hate my life for a little bit. But maybe my goal, my realistic goal, is to save a bunch of money uh-huh. and like work as hard as I can for like the next few years and just save as much money as possible and then just tour for like two or three years mm-hmm. and just do music as much as I can. Um, I'll have to pay off student loans, but I'll just keep deferring those yes. until you know, I die. as long as you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's, inter- that's an interesting plan you got there. Um, so you say you want to you work real hard, save up a lot of money so you can tour. Does that mean you would fund your own tour? Yeah, I don't, I don't ever expect to get paid for shows. So yeah. I just never expect to get money. I don't really care about, like, the money aspect of it. So if I did shows, I would, like, really want to have a lot in my savings account so I could just not pressure people and not have to, like, rely on people necessarily liking it that much because, mm-hmm. like, some people just really don't like my sound, and that's totally fine, but, like, those people aren't going to give me any money. Yeah. So I don't... Which is okay. It's totally fine. And I don't really want... I don't want to pressure my music into being something that I have to rely to make ends meet with. 
Yeah. Um, because I feel like then it doesn't become such a passion anymore. It becomes more of like a job that you have to do because you have no other option. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it really takes away from writing ability or then you start writing for people rather than for yourself. And that's also okay to do, but like look at some great bands that just basically sell themselves out because they want to be popular and they want to keep making money from their music, which mm. I don't ever want to do. So that's why I kind of want to make sure I'm not ever relying on music for money. It would be really awesome if I could always write and play and do whatever I wanted and had that freedom, but I think realistically I'm not going to have that. Yeah. So to have the fallback plan of Morning. business and then always have music going on. Like I always see music as part of my life, pretty much. Yeah. Do you think, yeah, that's that's really interesting. It reminds me of a conversation I had the other day, and I, I feel like I keep having this conversation with artists and musicians from Memphis. You know, one of the reasons they live here is because the cost of living is so low. Mm -hmm. And um, and you can really do your, your craft where you, exactly, you don't have to, to worry about, like, money to make the ends meet necessarily. Yeah. You know, you can work a couple day jobs and spend or just like you know part-time things or whatever mm -hmm. and make all your ends meet um and then you can just do your music because because you love it yeah definitely um but I wonder do you you know I mean living in the United States now like it's it's obvious we all live under sort of like the condition of capitalism mm -hmm. and uh do you what's your what's your outlook on that do you think that there will be a tide of change, or do you think things will stay the same, or? I think with right people in power, things can change, stay, things can change, but if we keep electing the wrong officials who, like, I mean, not all Republicans are bad, I guess. <laughs> I'm just going to say that as a disclaimer, because yeah. I don't want to be that person that groups a, a group of people with beliefs, but I tend to disagree with everything that, uh, Mm -hmm. Republicans like firmly believe um, but one of the the biggest problems is if they keep reducing taxes and they keep uh, if they want to reduce taxes and reduce government spending they're basically cutting it into, I think the last time I checked it was like 57% of the budget goes to military expenses which is mm -hmm. outrageous yeah. and then a small 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 chunk of that goes to social benefit basically like um, healthcare now uh, social welfare basically mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people want to get rid of the welfare program which would be horrendous they want to get rid of food stamps they want to get rid of all these so these things that benefit society really mm -hmm. um, and that really start to reverse the effects of capitalism because mm -hmm. capitalism inherently is self-centered pretty much it's very few times it, there are very few exceptions it's, it's pretty corrupt so there are very few exceptions where you look at capitalism and you say mm -hmm. like oh well I'm making all this money, now I can benefit other people. Like Bill Gates is an exception, yeah. I guess, but like still lives in like a multi million dollar house, you know? Yeah. Stuff like that. But um I think that it totally can be reversed, um and I don't know what would be the best system to replace it. Mm -hmm. But I think if we I think there isn't a perfect system out there, but I think there is a much better system than capitalism right now. It would be great if we could I don't know if the whole world could be a co-op. That would be really cool. Co-op. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you into that? That kind of those movements that you yeah. see. Yeah. I think th I think they're really interesting and really neat. I haven't had the opportunity to like live in one of those settings. I'm gonna hopefully like if I get out of college and stuff, if I make it out, <laughs> um, that would be really cool to live in. But yeah. 
Um, I mean, I'm an economics major, so I like really heavily study capitalism, and basically every perspective that I've been learning from is from a capitalistic perspective, yeah. um, which is hard, and my professors are really cool because they're never like, go capitalism or anything like that, but they're also like, here's the information, and right. you take it and do what you will with it. Mm -hmm. um, basically, what I've learned are banks are pretty evil. Yeah. Um, like everyone, there's this money and banking course at my college that they teach, and like everyone that comes out of it is like, banks are the worst. Like banks are evil. They just take a bunch of people's money. Um, they foreclosures, like mortgages, that stuff is just awful. What they do with that, those title loan places, those yeah. are horrible. Just exploiting like um, low income families as much as you can, and then taking literally every penny that they have. Like I think institutions like that should just be legal. Um, they're horrible, and I hate that there's like some loophole that makes them operate it's yeah. just stealing mm -hmm. um so yeah my views on capitalism are not good <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Like them. well i'm really curious to see how how it goes for you i mean i know mm -hmm. i just have a sense that you'll get out of school and you'll Hopefully. use whatever you know you use whatever power you gain in the sort of in mm -hmm. a way that sort of benefits everything your heart seems to be in that direction you know yeah um Wow, that's really that's really something else. Um, but being from Memphis, and I kind of been asking this question a lot too. Um, what are what's your what's your attitude about uh, the direction this city's going? I'm pretty excited for everything. I mean, like Mary A. C. Wharton, he's uh, got the Green Line going. He like Overton Square is like becoming alive and well again. Mm -hmm. um, when I was growing up, I remember. I'm still growing up, but when I was really like young and growing up, um, it was just completely abandoned, yeah. and that was really rough, um, driving through town and seeing all these abandoned buildings, the Sears Tower, yeah. renovating that, that's pretty exciting. Um, there's, I think, isn't there a new brewery coming to town? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I yeah. Um, there's, you know, some exciting stuff going on for the city, and I think the last time I checked, crime was going down, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know how true that is. Yeah. Um, I know we're still one of the most dangerous cities to live in in the U.S., which is crazy to me. Yeah. Um, but I love Memphis, and it's always going to be my home. And I wouldn't. I, I know a lot of people would hate themselves if they like stayed in the same town that they grew up in. But yeah. I love Memphis, so I wouldn't mind coming back. Oh. And Atlanta's given me like a lot of perspective on it, um, just because it's different. But. Yeah, overall, I'm just really excited for Memphis. I think it is a great city, and I'm just super pumped for all the exciting things they got going on. Yeah. I love it when I go down <coughs> Madison Avenue and see, like, a bunch of different cars and just a bunch of people just, like, flooding all those restaurants and businesses and the Cooper yeah. Young area, too. It's great. Wow, cool. Mm -hmm. um, do you Is there new people coming into Memphis? Do you see that happening a bunch? Um, I know my neighbors are from... Uh, Michigan, mm -hmm. um, but a lot of them moved from for FedEx. So a lot of the people that I know <coughs> that uh, move into Memphis are FedEx related, just because my dad also works at FedEx. And wow. since FedEx has their hub in Memphis, um, a lot of families to cut down on like really wild commutes. They just live near the hub, yeah. which works out. Um, but even though I haven't seen a lot of people coming in, I actually haven't seen a lot of people leaving either. So pretty much all the families that I've grown up with are still here. Wow. That's so, special. That's yeah. pretty rare. I mean, in San Francisco, it's just like so hostile to live there. I can't believe I've lived there 18 years. Mm -hmm. You know, it's people get evicted all the time. People are paying a thousand dollars a month for a room. 
Yeah. You know, in like know, a six bedroom house. It's insane. Um, but, you know, and I don't know, like my perspective on Memphis, it seems to me that there's a cultural equity here that's very rare. Yeah. At least where I'm from. How do you feel about that? Like, uh, in terms, what, like, what do you mean in terms of... Well, it feels, it, it seems like, I mean, obviously Memphis has a rock and roll history and stuff, yeah, but is, totally. it, is it deeper than that from your point of view? Um, you know, I think, I don't know, I can't really say. I know the music community is really tight in Memphis, yeah. and uh, that's always been something I can fall back on. I had some issues with the music community in Atlanta, just, it's, it's so big there, it's, mm -hmm. it's bigger than the one in Memphis, and, uh. There's just so many different types of music, but there definitely is a sound that comes out of there. And then, as far as Memphis, like, of course, you have the blues sound. Yeah. But, like, the community is just great. Um, and all of the stuff, if you take music out of the picture, Memphis has a pretty rich history at one point. It had more, um, what's the word? more businesses headquartered in Memphis than in Atlanta. And Atlanta oh. is like the New York of the South, but I think that's a stupid term, but people keep <laughs> saying that to me. Yeah. They're like, you go to the New York of the South. Yeah. I'm like, it's weird. But, yeah, um, it is weird. I don't know. I think racial relations are still pretty tense in Memphis. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, I've noticed that when I went to Atlanta because I would come back and it seems like there's more hatred here mm -hmm. towards people the opposite race just whatever race that they are is there's just just total hatred of it and that seems that's pretty discouraging but again like I think AC Warden our mayor has been doing a pretty good job of you know like incorporating that and um really thinking about that and working on that uh I know that previous mayors kind of did more damage than good yeah uh, but it's weird like there's uh the MARTA system is the train system in Atlanta and uh it's weird, like, you, I don't know, it, it's just, like, you see a bunch of different people from a bunch of different backgrounds, like, you can see, like, the multi, not the multimillionaire, but, like, you know, like, a person who's got, like, a three-figure salary taking the train yeah. next to a person who barely makes, like, $10 in a month, wow. but, like, they still can, like, sit next to each other and have a conversation and be friendly to each other, whereas in Memphis, I feel like if you take the bus, you're almost shunned for, you know, not have not being rich enough to afford a car and like there's that whole socioeconomic status that's just separated yeah. here. And wow. that that's pretty discouraging, but you know, like you don't see like wealthier people taking the bus as much because that's seen as like poor man's transportation. And yeah. it's kinda sad because it just separates people from lower and higher stat like classes even more because there's just no communication and yeah. of course like um, an upper class person isn't going to vote for someone with lower class if they literally have no understanding of what that person's going through if they don't try if they don't communicate with them mm -hmm. um, like just having like the average conversation with or just like any conversation with the homeless person or just like understanding what they're going through I yeah. feel like that's hard pretty hard to do in Memphis because there's such a stigma against the homeless here. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. But, yeah, I I don't know. I think Memphis is on the right track, though, to fix all of these problems. Um, and I think that our, I don't know, I think the city is doing pretty well overall. It's better than it was, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I could definitely see room for improvement with different places. Um 
but I still love the music community here. I still love the city. I still love everything about it. Um, of course, I wish crime was like not as bad because I'm like this little this little girl walking through the city. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little a little afraid all the time. Yeah. But um, other than that, I mean, it's a great place to live, and I couldn't be happier growing up here. Like I'm always really proud to say that I'm from Memphis. Yeah. Every time, never ashamed to say that. Yeah, so. nor, nor should you be. I think it's a yeah. wonderful place. I've had nothing but, I have nothing but good things to say about it, being mm -hmm. from out of town. Um, all right, well, I think that's, you know, that's pretty, we got to wrap it up, but um, thanks for talking, and yeah. uh, much success with everything. You yeah, know, thank you life. so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, okay, cool. All right, well, we'll, we'll talk again. Cool. Bye. <laughs> Bye.